Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Ken and Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Expert weekend continues with In the House with Ken and Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement, call 340-1045. Ken and Jared at Universal Roof are ready to answer your questions. In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Good morning, North Florida. Welcome to another edition in the house with Ken and Jared. Appreciate you joining me this morning. I'm flying solo. Ken is uh, is not here. I think he's hunting this morning, actually. In fact, I think that uh, I was checking my Facebook feed this morning, and it seems like half my company and half my relatives uh, are out uh, um uh, doing some uh, duck hunting or hunting this uh, this morning. So, but I am sacrificing and coming to spend time with you. Actually, I just love spending time with you, our great listener. I'd love for you to join me this morning on In the House. All right, I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, we come in and answer your home improvement questions. It's my favorite part of the weekend, and uh, I just really do enjoy spending some time with you. I would love if you'd call and ask your home improvement questions. Number... um uh, uh, a number of items that we can answer here on In the House. Now, throughout the week, I help people with roofing, siding, and windows, but actually, I'm a general contractor. Um, I grew up in construction. Uh, my father was a custom home builder when I was growing up. I uh, was on a uh, very young age going to job sites and, and helping my dad out. And um, and then uh, from I started getting paid for it, I guess, when I was around 18, and uh, I've been doing it ever since. Uh, and so I actually hold four state licenses. Uh, I'm a, a state-certified uh, residential contractor, a state-certified roofing contractor, state-certified building contractor, and state-certified general contractor. And so uh, if you have any type of home improvement question, you can give me a call. Number here is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. If you're a little bit shy, don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, uh, you can email me a question, and I'll read it live on the air and then answer it. And you can do that at questions at universalroofjacks.com. Now, just because uh, I only um, do roofing, siding, and windows does not mean I can't answer those other questions. Uh, I've actually um, uh, have a pretty fair amount of experience in all types of construction. So if you have a leaky faucet, you want to know how to stop it. You have a um, thinking about doing a remodel or an addition, and you want to know what pays off. Uh, perhaps you're thinking about uh, doing a, a bathroom remodel, and you want to know whether you should use ceramic tile or porcelain and what's the difference uh, maybe you're thinking 
about uh, uh, remodeling your kitchen and you want to know how to uh, figure out if the wall that separates the family room from the kitchen is load-bearing. Uh, maybe you're thinking about doing flooring and you want to know what's the difference between laminate and, uh, and engineered wood and regular hardwood. Really anything having to do with home improvement. Uh, if I don't know it, uh, I'll let you know, uh, but, um, but I certainly uh, would love for you to be a part of the show with me. Again, number to dial 340-1045 or email us questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go straight to the phones. Let's talk to Bob on the west side. How are you doing this morning, brother? Bob, you there? Yes, I am. All right, how can I help you? Well, I'm thinking about replacing the siding on, on my house, and it's got T111 siding, and the bottom section of it is kind of rotted. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to do, in my mind, was have the bottom removed like two or three feet, replace it with T111 siding, and then put siding over the existing siding. Is that okay? Um, you are allowed by code to do that. Um, you are allowed to, because the, the, the T111 siding is a sheathing siding. It is a, a structural board. And so that does count as the sheathing requirement now that is required uh, when installing uh, siding. However, it's not the way that I would recommend. Um, it's not the way that I personally would do it. And, uh, and let me explain why, is that I've done thousands of siding jobs, um, thousands of them uh, having to do with T111. And I can tell you that in every single one that I've done, there is rot in an area. When you remove the siding, there is rot in an area where you can't see where you wouldn't have known that there's rot. And and so the problem is, is that with if you miss one of those spots where it's rotted, then that can t- continue to, to, to decay behind this brand new siding that you're doing. So you are allowed to do it. There's projects where, where we do it. But my suggestion is to remove the T111, get down so you can actually inspect the, the structural members to make sure that they're right. Then we make sure that we get rid of all of that rot and then do solid sheathing and then put the siding over the top of it. Now that obviously is more expensive than going over the top. It means plywood all the way around the outside of the house. However, it's not as much as most people think it's going to be in difference. And so usually what I recommend is that you get a quote both ways and then you make a decision on it. But if it were my house, I would remove the T111. I, I understand what you're saying, uh, and I, I know the, the, the rot issue possibly, because that's, that's the reason why I'm, I'm cutting the bottom section off, because it's rotted. Uh, but wouldn't, by cutting off three feet, in my mind, wouldn't that expose any damage? Uh, two by fours. Well, if we look at where siding rots, this is. Let me. I'll, I'll explain the areas. One is is the bottom area is is really common for rot, right? Because the water splashes down, it splashes back up, and it gets and it gets wet, and then it and then it rots. So more moisture stays in that area than any other area. But the other areas where rot happens is transition areas. So, for example, where the pieces of T111 siding come together, 
transitions around windows or trim pieces. So where it gets to be windows or where it gets to the top section where it connects either to the soffit or to the um, to another piece of siding if it's taller. So those areas as well many times ha do have rot in the actual T111. So again, I'm not uh, – you're allowed to do it. I just – I, whenever people make a decision, I always recommend that you make it with all of the, all of the information. And so right. many times I go through this with people and they say, you know what, I'm willing to take the risk. You know, if you see rot, obviously replace it. But if we don't see it, we don't see it. And so many times they will decide to go over the top. I think it's a better job to, uh, to remove what is there. But but you are allowed by law. You're allowed by code, and same thing with Hardy. Hardy does still give you the same warranty whether you go over the top or not. However, if there's some problem in the future, obviously they don't cover it if it's if it's caused by you know the uh, rotted wood still in place. So if I was going to do that, uh, would you would you think it'd be better just to put Hardy uh, planks down? Oh, well, I like. Yeah, I mean, I like hardy plank over hardy panel anyways, but a lot of it depends on the aesthetic look that you want. The problem with the hardy panel, and I love hardy siding, it's my, like, it's the only siding that I would recommend. It's the only siding that I would use on my own personal house. The problem with the hardy panel is that the pieces of the hardy panel, when they come together, they don't overlap as well as the T111 does. And so you have to use, it's, if you're going to use the panel, you almost have to do like a, um, a board and batten look in order to to get it to overlap right so i if you're using hardy panel you should do kind of a board and batten style uh, uh, um, otherwise the hardy plank is is actually it's overlaps better it, the waterproofing is better to it than the regular hardy panel is thank you very much Thanks, bud. Let us know if you want a quote on it. Uh, we do siding all the time. We're one of the top siding contractors here in, in North Florida. So uh, we'd, how we'd love long, How long would it take you guys to get out there to give me an estimate? A few days. We could be out. Well, this next week is, is Thanksgiving, so that may delay it. So, but I can possibly get somebody out there before Thanksgiving. So if you called my office now, there's people at my office. They'll be able to schedule that appointment for one of our estimators to come out to take a look at it. Let me give you let me give you my office number and there's somebody there now 647-3907 again 647-3907 and they can schedule uh one of our estimators to come out to take a look at it. We always give free quotes. So All right, Bob. Thanks for that question. We appreciate it. If you want to take his line it's 340-1045 340-1045. Let's go to Amber in Orange Park. Amber, how can I help you? Um, I live in a condo built in 1972. Mm -hmm. It is a one story. It's on, I am told it is on a four inch slab of concrete. Um, the lady who lived here before me apparently had to replace her carpet on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. We did run the, the plumbing through the attic. Um, but I swear as I walk on this carpet, I feel just very minute dampness. For a while, I thought it was just cold from the air conditioning, but I've had the air conditioning off for a couple of days, and it feels just ever so slightly damp. So I called the management company, and they said, well, what happens is sometimes there's a break in the slab from tree roots or whatever, and you have to take up the carpet, and you got to put something down, and then you got to replace the floor. Is that correct? Do they have any idea what they're talking about, or were they just blowing me off? Well, I mean, 
it's not good that water would come up through the slab, so you got You have to solve that for sure. So if they're saying it's common in that area, um, then then yeah, I mean, I would probably have a tendency to believe them that that you know that that is the problem. Um, concrete uh, uh, slabs are concrete, right? And concrete cracks. So if you you can look at any driveway that is concrete and know that concrete cracks, right? It's just um, it's just part of uh, what concrete what happens with concrete. Now, in general, what you want to do is make sure that the house, the building is constructed in a way where it's above grade and where the water slopes away from the property enough and the, and the actual uh, property, the building is elevated enough so that that way, uh, if there is a crack in the concrete, the water doesn't come up through it. But that is impossible to change afterwards. It, you can't change the, you know, the height uh, of of where that uh, condo is actually built. So then at that point you have to do some sort of waterproofing material and you have to do some sort of drainage system around the outside of the condo, around the outside of the building so that that way the water, as little water as possible, actually gets underneath of where that slab is. And then there's waterproofing materials that you can place down on top of the concrete that restrict the water from coming up through the cracks. So... Um, the fact that they are saying that this is a common issue here, how long have you owned the condo? Three years. And then did anybody disclose that to you as part of the sale? No. 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 So um, I would uh, I would contact I would contact a leak detection company uh, to have them come out and uh, do what's called um, thermal image test. Uh, they'll use a thermal image camera to see if the carpet is really wet. And if it is, then you know it's not a this possibly is not a minor issue. And but you don't if it is wet, you don't want to leave it wet. You got to get that carpet out, get it dried, and um, and you know do some waterproofing so it doesn't happen again. Okay, if they waterproof, but what is my best bet for flooring afterwards? Should I go to tile? There's no, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, honestly, anything, there's no such thing as moisture resistant flooring. I mean, tile's probably best for moisture, but it's it's important that they that they seal it so that the water doesn't come back through. All right, thanks for your question. That music means I got to take a break. All right, thanks. Bye. Hey, hey, welcome. Another edition in the house of Ken and Jared. Appreciate you joining me this morning. Your home improvement questions are answered here. Number to dial 340-1045. 340-1045. You can also email me a question. Questions at universalroofjacks.com. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Amber. And uh, sorry I had to go so fast, Amber. We were up against a hard break. Uh, but uh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that, uh, that water uh, intrusion into your home. Water causes a huge amount of damage. It's really scary. I'm sorry that you're, that you're going through through that and um, uh, uh, let me know if there's anything else uh, we can do along the way, any other questions that I can answer, but good luck with that for sure. All right, let's go uh, back to the phones. Let's talk to Donna in Fernandina Beach. How are you today, Donna? I'm doing good. Um, we have a 40-year-old brick house. It's that Norwegian brick. It's not mm -hmm. smooth and it's very hard to fix the mortar in it, and we have a fireplace. And we put a wood-burning stove in it about, 
20 years or more ago. We've been using, well, we quit using about five years ago, and I've decided I want to get electric insert, but we've been having trouble lately with the rain having water drip down on it, so I know I need to get it fixed, and my husband's tried several things, but the more he looks, the more holes he sees in the mortar. How do you go about fixing that? Is there anybody, do y'all do that? Well, it it needs to be, um, we do waterproofing of uh, of brick chimneys, but it gets to a point with a brick where it needs to be what's called repointed, which means basically what you have to do is kind of chisel out any of the loose mortar and then remortar the entire thing and then use a sealant on the outside of it. So this is this is something that is really common with brick and what most people don't realize is that the brick and the and the mortar is not waterproof by itself and when it's new and all the openings are filled and and you know the brick is there and the mortar's there and there's not a whole lot of gaps then it, it has a tendency to keep water out just because it's kind of full. Well, as it ages, that mortar actually erodes, and then you have larger openings where the water can get in. Now, if if it's kind of new, so let's say that it's, uh, it's aging a little bit, but the mortar is still intact, there's uh, clear sealants that we can spray on them or put on them so that that way that it's waterproof. But it sounds like yours has gotten to the point where there's large enough gaps where it doesn't matter what kind of sealant we use, it can't spread over those large gaps. So in that case, it would have to be repointed first. So you would basically need to have a mason come in, somebody who does brick, and what they would do is they would chisel out any of the loose uh, mortar and then they would repoint or remortar uh, all of those areas and then after it's remortared then it would need to be sealed so that that way it's protected and the mortar doesn't come out as easily so right. we do not have a mason on staff um but um but that's the type of person that you're looking for you're looking for a brick mason is what you're looking for do you know of a, a good brick mason? Uh, yes, I need to. I'm not sure if he works in Fernandina Beach, though. So let me get, um, let me give you my email address. Email me and let me contact him uh, before I give you his information, just to make sure he does work there. Okay. And it's Jared J A R E D at uh-huh. Universal Roof Jacks. So U N I V E R S A L R O O F, so Universal okay. Roof Jacks. Email Jared at Universal Roof Jacks. That yep. You yep, and it's J A X, obviously, dot J-A-X. com. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. All so right. Just email you and then you'll let me know if he does it, but it needs to be repointed, you're calling it. That's correct. So what you're trying to find is you're trying to find a brick mason. That's the person that's going to be able to fix this problem for you. That's what I told my husband, but he thinks it. But what happened is it's near the road where you pull up at, so it can't be just anything done to it. It needs to be halfway decent looking. Oh, yeah, it's got to look good. And then, like many times, because yours has gotten to this point, it needs to be repointed. Many times we can we can solve waterproofing problems around brick just through sealants. But it, uh, this has definitely gotten to the point where it needs to be repointed. I can tell by, by how you're discussing it. So thanks, Donna, for that call. Uh, we have, uh, Patty in Fruit Cove has a question about soffits. Hold on, Patty. I want to answer this question. Line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. That's right. Your home improvement questions are answered here. Any type of home improvement question is okay, whether it's uh, – uh, 
some sort of leak somewhere, you want to know how to find it or stop it, maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel or an addition and you want to know like what uh, return on an investment you should expect, uh, maybe uh, you uh, want to know if you have a piece of rotted wood somewhere, you want to know how to fix it, really anything having to do with home improvement, number to dial 340-1045. All right, let's go back to Patty. Uh, Patty, you are in the house. Thank you so so much for holding on. I know you've been on hold for a while. That's okay. We have a issue with dirt daubers, and we recently replaced our windows in the house, and when they were removed, the dirt dauber nests were just massive. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to, like, seal the eaves or soffits to keep them from getting in between the wall behind the brick? So when you look at your soffits, um, so t- sorry, to get them from going in between where? Say it again. They, they, the um, dirt daubers, you can see them come in. They, they get in up in the eaves. Right. And then apparently they're getting in uh, behind the brick, and you can hear them making nests around the windows. When we replaced the windows, when they took those existing windows out, it, it was a massive uh, dirt dauber nest that they had to wow. knock out of there to put the other windows in. Well, wow. so they're getting between. So you, it's a wood frame house that has brick. So they're the getting brick. between yes. between the brick and the wood frame. Yes. Wow. So, so yeah. I mean, there. So there must be a gap up at the soffit where the uh, where the the brick and the top of the soffit can or the the soffit that connects to the house and the top of the brick where that transition is. That must be where they're getting in. So we had some work, work done out there, and I'm thinking that when they replaced, they replaced all of that. When I, I think when they did that, there's less less gaps or something for them to get in. Yeah, they must have. So, so yeah. So what you would want to do is most likely do a new piece of trim. So if you just take like a um, Hardy makes a, what they call a batten board, uh, and it's a um, uh, and then they also make a, another one that's a one by two, uh, and it's a little trim piece that would go at the transition of where the brick and the soffit comes together. So you would just want to fasten that up along that area and then caulk it so that that way it's it's a completely sealed off transition between the soffit and the uh, and the brick. And that should stop them if that's the area where they're getting in, which would have to be really that that have to be the area where they're getting in. Then um, then that should be that should stop it. So that's what I would do. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And let us know if you want to uh, quote on that. We do you know siding repairs, and so that would be you know our siding guys could do that pretty easily. So okay, so would that number be six four seven three nine zero seven? Yes, ma'am. That would be it. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. I really appreciate your call. Good luck with that. I that's actually the first time I've been I've been doing a, a home improvement radio show now for eighteen years. And that is honestly the first time I've ever gotten that question. I um uh I have a tendency to get just the same questions. Like most questions have come in <laughs> before. That is that is honestly the first time I've ever got that question. So uh, good luck with that uh, that project, and sorry you're going through that. Uh, again, the number to dial, 340-1045, 340-1045. Let's go to Mike on the south side. How are you doing today, brother? Hi, I'm doing great. I, uh, I bought a house, um, or I'm buying a house. I'm closing. Got aluminum wiring all through the house. Yes, sir. And I wanted to know if, if uh, what 
would be to replace it. It's got a hip roof, so it makes it a little more difficult to do the wiring on the top on the uh, outsides, but I have no idea what it's going to cost. Sure. So there's there's two – when it comes to aluminum wiring and uh, many insurance companies, homeowners insurance will not uh, will not insure the property if it has aluminum wiring. And so um, there's two methods that are used – to uh, to fix that or come up with a solution, one of those is to rewire the entire house. Basically, uh, the uh, the electrical box, every piece of wire, electrical wire in the entire home, you would replace it with new wire. That is that is one option. The other option is what they call pigtailing. And so, with pigtailing, basically, what they do is all of the receptacles. They replace a portion of the receptacle and then pigtail with copper wire the end of it so that that way it cuts down on the issues that we see with the aluminum wire, meaning that it overheats and, and potentially causes fire issues. So those are the two methods is pigtailing or replacing all of the wire. Now, pigtailing is significantly less expensive. And most insurance companies will allow that as a solution, uh, but not all of them will. So, um, um, well, I, have, re- I have insurance for it as it stands, so I don't really need to do any, anything to it. But just for, for my peace of mind, I wanted to replace it. Sure. So uh, if I had a home that had aluminum wiring, I would actually replace – I would replace it all. So that's well- – uh, that's what, what I would what recommend. Would a, what would a ballpark be to replace that on a like a sixteen hundred square foot house? So electrical wise, I have found that most people are paying around four to five thousand to uh, to rewire the entire home, including the drywall repairs, because that's actually where a lot of the expense comes from is the is the drywall repairs, because you have to. You have to get it to the places somehow, right? And so many times you have to do, uh, you know, quite a bit of drywall repairs to be able to do it. So a buddy of mine just, just had it done and his, uh, what he ended up spending was right in that four to five thousand range. I've seen it as high as seven and I've seen it as low as twenty five hundred. So if that kind of gives you, that gives you some helps. ranges. Yeah, yeah. Gives you some ranges. So, but, uh, good luck with that. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. If you want to take his line, 340-1045, right, let's go to uh, – let's see. Let's go to Bill downtown. How are you doing today, Bill? Hi. Um, we got – you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead with your question. Yep. Sorry, I'm getting feedback, so it's irritating. Sorry uh, about that. we got French doors on the second floor on the north side of the house down on the river from the gator bowl down there mm-hmm. and sometimes the, when the wind's coming from the that side of the house and it's raining it leaks in between the doors and i've had uh several people to look at it nobody can figure it out how to stop it they can just now, incredible now where's the leak actually showing up on the inside it apparently <laughs> It's a, you know leaks can be deceiving or confusing because they yeah. go in one place and then show themselves somewhere else. You know, right? And that's kind of what's going on. So I don't really know where it's coming in. I know it's of course coming out at the bottom, um, and we have to grab the towels every time it starts blowing from that side of the 
you know, the river. And, so, um, so where are you actually seeing the water, though? That's my that's my question. Are you seeing it on the first floor underneath of it, or are you seeing it from inside the inside the room, or how are where exactly are you noticing the water? Just yeah, just inside the doors on the bottom. Okay, and have you seen any staining in the first floor ceiling underneath of that? I built the house twenty five years ago, and it seems like there might have might have been something like that maybe 20 years ago or something but don't remember anything recent history because we caught it before it got down there okay and is it um uh, are you finding the the water show up is it uh, is it a double french door where two doors come together or is it a single door double double door okay and is the water coming in uh in the center where the two doors come together or is it coming in one of the outside areas it appears to be coming in in the center. It appears okay. to be. Okay. So the most common um, – so first of all, we see, we see leaks at second floor door transitions all the time. Now, I have found that the most common spot for that to happen is actually not in the door itself. It's actually – there's a – there's a there should be a pan underneath of that door with a flange so that that the that the door actually sits in and i have found that most of the time the water's actually coming in in that pan and that that not in the door itself but actually underneath of the door but most of the time that's actually going to show up in the ceiling underneath of it so what you're describing and a lot of times it shows up in the corners as opposed to the center. So what you're describing sounds more like it's physically the door itself <clears throat> that is leaking. Now, there is a um, uh, uh, weather stripping usually that, that, that transitions the two sections of door. Now, a lot of times that weather stripping, when it gets down towards the bottom, where it meets the, the very bottom of the door, sometimes what they'll do is that when they manufacture that, they'll cut it too short where like the bottom, you know, inch, inch and a half, that weather stripping doesn't extend all the way down to the bottom of the door. And so, so that is the first thing that I would check is that, um, have you, uh, have you replaced the weather stripping on the door? Yeah, all the way to the bottom. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you done? Um, so, what I would do is I would do what's called what we call an isolated water test, which is a fancy way to say I'm going to take a garden hose to it and try to make it leak. And so, um, and what you always want to do with an isolated water test is you want to start with the lowest section first, and what you have somebody inside and somebody outside, and you're trying to make it leak so that that way you're pinpointing the exact area where the water starts to come in. Um, so usually on those doors, it's going to be the weather stripping. I mean, that's usually what it's going to be. But I have seen, like for example, I saw uh, I saw one where. Um, uh, 
where we did water test to it, I would have thought it was the pan first. It wasn't. Then we, we, we did the weather stripping and then there actually ended up being a, a gap at the handle that we didn't see where the handle just wasn't seated correctly. And as soon as we put water on the handle, the water just started pouring into the door and then coming out the bottom. And so it's because the handle wasn't seated properly. There's usually a little kind of weather, um, uh, gasket uh, on the handle uh, where it connects to the door and that had been uh, that was not on and so the water was actually coming in the handle area um, so an isolated water test is what I would do if I were in your position I'm not a young man any any longer and I, I need someone younger than me with a quicker brain I, I know exactly what you're talking about and I actually did build a house but uh, do you guys do something like that for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, for a lot of money, we'd probably do it. The problem is, is that I don't know that it's worth a lot of money. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, we would at least would come by and look at it. We have no problem in. I mean, we we love our our clients, our potential clients, and we love our listeners. And so we at least would come by and take a look at it for you. And then if we, it's not something that we can do, we can point you in the right direction. But yeah, if you call my office, I, I one of our guys, can, one of our repair techs, can come out and take a look at it and see if uh, see if that's something that we can help you out with. If you just call our office six four seven thirty nine zero seven, again six four seven thirty nine zero seven. One more time. Yep, six four seven three nine zero seven. And thanks, Bill, for that that question. Appreciate you listening. We love our listeners here. It's the last chance to call with your question. Any type of home improvement question is okay. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's the final segment. So it's your last chance to talk to me for this week. Again, the number here, 340-1045. You're listening in the house on News 1045 WOKV. Welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House with Ken and Jared. Appreciate you joining me this morning. Love answering your home improvement questions. If you get a chance, uh, check out our website, inthehouseshow.com. We have a bunch of great information on the site. You can do our poll question, uh, which is choose your favorite seasonal beverage. Uh, Is it pumpkin spice latte, hot apple cider, Oktoberfest beer, or single malt scotch? Uh, just cast your vote now in the house show.com. Also, you can check out, check out our uh, tools for the trade 2015 holiday gift guide. Uh, we did a review of uh, some different tools and, uh, and uh, gifts that you can possibly get your loved ones uh, this Christmas season. And uh, check it out. Our producer, Josh Smith, uh, did uh, some reviews, great product reviews on there. Uh, that's in the house show.com. Also, within our business, uh, Universal Roofing Contracting, uh, our November special is uh, that you get a free energy evaluation. Both interior and exterior inspections will reveal some ways that you can save money on your utility bills. Uh, just call the office for that, uh, 647-3907. And if you're doing any uh, roofing, siding, or window projects, uh, we would really be honored to be a part of that project with you. Uh, we, uh, uh, we love our listeners, love our customers, and uh, we would, uh, you know, love to uh, to help you with uh, your next roofing, siding, or window project. 
and you can call our office at uh, 647-3907 or visit our website universalroofjacks.com and um you know we uh, we know that there's lots of uh, of companies out there and and um we just ask that you give us a shot, and uh, we'll show you that uh, that we'll do a great job for you. We're reasonably priced. We're not the most expensive. We're not the cheapest. We're usually somewhere right there in the middle. Uh, but uh, I would love to uh, to be a part of your next roofing, siding, or window project. Uh, give us a chance to earn your business. Uh, I know that uh, that. Uh, Money it always uh, is hard to come by, and so when you spend it, uh, I know you want to spend it on uh, on something good, and and so we'd uh, really uh, uh, feel honored if you'd at least give us a shot uh, to be part of your next roofing, siding, or window project. Again, our office number six four seven thirty nine zero seven, and uh, you know this is really the best time of year uh, to do those those projects, those exterior projects. So many times people wait until they see a leak or they see that wood rot in their siding or they see the leak in their ceiling. And so many times people actually contact us during the summer to do those projects. Well, this is the best time of year to do them. So if you um, if you know that uh, that your roof is getting towards the end of its life uh, and you know you're going to have to do it in the next couple years anyways, we actually have specials for November and December and January because it's historically the slower time of year. And so uh, we don't have to worry about the rain as much. We don't have to worry about the weather as much. Uh, it's cooler, so our guys can get more work done. They don't have to take as much breaks. And so this is really the best time of year to do those projects. So if you know that the siding on your home is getting to, to the point where it needs to be replaced or you know that the that the roof is getting towards the end of its life, this is actually the best time of the year to uh, uh, to have that work done. And we have specials right now. We're actually – we charge – less this time of year than we do during the summer. It's just simple supply and demand. Uh, when everybody else is thinking about doing the work, it's more expensive. And the uh, it rains during the day, which means we can't get as much work done per day. And when we pay our guys, we have to pay we have to pay our guys, right? And so if they get less work done uh, during that week, that means it's more expensive for the consumer. And so this is really the best time of year to have those projects done. So uh, give us a call, 647-3907. Now, we've come to the end of the show. I do appreciate everybody listening today. Again, the show is called In the House, uh, and uh, it's every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Get a chance to check out our website, inthehouseshow.com. Please join us every week. I do appreciate everybody listening today. Take care. Have a great weekend and a great week with your family. God bless. See ya. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.